so many people get bent over at dealership service counters simply because they do not understand basic consumer law. Don't be one of them. Here's how. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where... Australian. New car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Public service announcement from the Ming Moles in just a sec too. That's right, they're back. Yes, hot as ever and still using mad Jedi voodoo to sell you anything. It's all part of the job description. Of all the inquiries I get by emails and DMs and comments, whatever... These, I think, are the most concerning. I purchased a new Clio in 2015. I presume the warranty expires on the 10th of April, i.e. the fifth anniversary of when the car was first registered. Renault tells me the warranty expired on the 27th of March. I've now got a check auto gearbox warning light and the transmission is doing strange things. The car is at Eastern Renault in Croydon, Victoria. They say the warranty expired one week ago. Please help. I'm a healthcare worker doing lots of hours, so I've been under the pump. I novated lease the car and always serviced it in time through my hospital salary packaging company. Kind regards. David. Firstly, David, thank you for your service to the community during this challenging zombie apocalypse. If you're in healthcare, I imagine you are on the front line of this to some degree, and it is very stressful indeed, mate. Really appreciate what you do, and all of your colleagues as well, what you're doing for the victims and what you're doing for all of us. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being brave enough to step up in this crisis. So... With that said, it's easy to get my hate on for car dealers here too because they are just such anti-consumer bullies and arguing the toss over two weeks of warranty coverage is an extreme asshole act in my view. So shame on you, Renault Schittsville and you Croydon dealership cocks. No comment about individuals is made here and now, but you know, these are positions businesses elect to take and it's unconscionable in my view. So well done there, you dicks. The warranty starts when the car is first registered. There's no question on that. But at the risk of being critical of consumers generally, and David here specifically, we've had the latest consumer laws in Australia for just over nine years now, okay? So there's no excuse for not knowing what they are. And yet, a significant proportion of the population remains blissfully ignorant of them and therefore they are ignorant of their rights in circumstances such as these. And that's why David here is asking me the wrong question. Please clarify the warranty status. Correct answer, who gives flying? You know, who cares, mate? It's not relevant. So I implore you, we'll get to that, but I implore you, if you don't know how consumer law works, desist from perusing online porn briefly while allegedly working from home and Google the term ACCC consumer guarantees. Educate yourself. Frankly, I think they should teach basic consumer law at school because regardless of whatever else you become in life, you will be a consumer when you grow up and you will be one practically every day. There's an excellent report by the ABC on this as well. Google the title if you like. It's Broken But Out of Warranty, 
you still have rights. Broken, but out of warranty, you still have rights. I'll try to remember to put a link in the description for that as well. That report spells this issue out in plain English. It does not matter when the warranty expires, okay? It just doesn't. Because of the legislated consumer guarantees, and essentially what they say is that if there is a premature failure or a malfunction with a product, doesn't have to be a car, it's just any product, and if the product is therefore not reasonably durable as a consequence, then the seller is required to get it fixed for you or replace it for free, just like when that product is under warranty. In the case of a car, okay, that means you trotting back to the dealer who sold you that car, and they must deal with it. They cannot brush you onto the manufacturer. It is their legislated responsibility. Reasonably durable simply means durability that meets the expectations of a reasonable consumer. Remember that this legislation is written for all kinds of products, right? Not just cars, from paper clips to friggin' cars and everything in between. So the concept of reasonable durability obviously varies depending on the nature of the product, okay? And there's so many different products out there. With a car, it is not unreasonable for a consumer to expect that things like the powertrain will refrain from shitting themselves for something like the first 10 years or 200,000 kilometres. It's important to realise that if you damage or abuse the vehicle, for example, by not getting it serviced on time, or at all, or if you operate it contrary to the requirements of the manual by, I don't know, exceeding the tow capacity or perhaps by parking it overnight in the ocean if it's a 4x4. Four four. Or, hey, even if it's not a 4x4, four four, come to think of it, don't park your car in the ocean. And you heard it here first. In cases of abuse like this, you're on your own. It's that simple. The law doesn't cover that. That is your fault. So just man up and deal with it. Likewise, okay, tyres and brakes and things of that nature which wear out. Normal wear and tear is not covered under the consumer guarantees. It's just like warranty in that respect. But anything that's meant to last a long time, like an engine or a transmission, and which subsequently goes poopy in its trousers, and not because you abused it, that is covered, regardless of the warranty status, if the failure is premature. You have to go back to the selling dealer and they are legally required to fix this for you for free. That's legislated. However, some car dealers and some car makers will take advantage of your intrinsic vulnerability if you are ignorant of that consumer law because there's a lot more profit in it for them if they can stitch you up. The dealer's going to charge you a lot more for the labour for a particular repair compared with the labour rate they've agreed with the car maker if they do a warranty job for you or a consumer law job for you. And there's a huge markup on the parts for a repair versus a consumer law job as well, where there's no markup in it for them whatsoever. So they do try it on often enough and they prey upon ignorance if you're ignorant. My strong advice, therefore, is don't be that dumb shit. If they try it on and they go, oh, sorry, mate, your car's out of warranty, what can we do? You go, well, 
I'm going to need you to repair that vehicle under Australian consumer law because I think you'd agree it has not proven to be reasonably durable, motherfucker. And as you can see, the service history is completely in order and I have not abused it in any friggin' way. That sound you hear next after saying that is the rug coming out from under the dealer's feet, happily enough. Yes. And if you say it like that, checkmate. Okay, they'll know that you know how this game is actually played and further attempts to bullshit and bully you will be somewhat ineffective and they'll have to do what they're fucking well supposed to in any case but often don't because A, they're predatory assholes, and B, they know that they'll often get away with it because on this, car owners are routinely and sadly dumb shits. It's a vicious circle. And now, a word from our sponsor. This video proudly brought to you by Allegedly Working From Home. I do love allegedly working from home. The Ming Moles there, industriously working from home, as you can clearly see, doing what they do best, never underestimate the power of fake boobies. These are not the droids you're looking for. Okay. Now this from you. Your views on religion are about as harsh as 40 grit toilet paper. Don't get me wrong, I share your atheistic belief and there are nutters out there, but in my experience, the majority of believers are genuinely good people. I ought to know I was heavily involved for over two decades. In the last five years of my involvement, I participated in the community while being an unbeliever. I stayed purely because of the interactions with those I'd built strong relationships with. Is the point of your new channel to change people's minds or to give your point of view? I'm keen to get your take of Australian politics, but please, I believe that among your peers you are held in high regard, but being abrasive toward believers is well beneath you. Goodness me, just like the Ming Moles, well beneath me. I do want to thank you sincerely. If you watched yesterday's vlog and then you whipped over to my other channel, the shiny new one called Rant, five and a half thousand of you took the time to do that apparently, and two and a half thousand of you subscribed, and 400 of you took the time to comment, and that was like first thing this morning. So that really is awesome, and I am humbled by that. I'm being quite sincere, which is not like me, I know, and it probably feels quite unfamiliar to you if you're a regular viewer of my fine work, but I really do appreciate it. You don't know how much. There's a link in the description for Rant, season one, episode one, now streaming. <laughs> Just like television, only not nauseating. So there's that interesting video in that episode on the Schittsville Prime Minister himself, Slow Mo, or should I say, Slow Moses. 
explaining that during this challenging zombie apocalypse besetting us on all sides, he feels somewhat like Moses during Exodus, rescuing all those refugees by parting the ocean with a special magic stick. The pro tip there, that didn't happen because Moses did not exist. And all magic is fake, especially the religious kind. This stuff actually seems to take up limited bandwidth in the prime ministerial head, which frankly concerns me rather a lot. Click the link there if you like, at least on a desktop, that's where they painted. Watch the rant if you like and tell me if I have yet achieved ultimate 40 grit cock status. I think I'm quite close. Then test for yourself perhaps. Wipe your ass with some 40 grit and get back to me about which is actually harsher. It's a subjective determination, I know. Some people actually quite enjoy that. I don't know why. Now, to our fine correspondent on this, Robert, I would say that, mate, I never alleged that the religious were bad people. I just didn't. I happen to think there's good and bad in society, and the distribution seems pretty consistent regardless of faith status, you know? Most people are overwhelmingly good, but there are evil pricks in every camp. That's pretty clear. Religions are collections of ideas, mate, and I happen to think that they're generally bad ones, okay? The ideas, not the people. So look, if a bunch of people, if they want to get together once a week and sing a few songs and hold hands, you know, after the pandemic, and talk about how we can pump a bit more empathy into society, then I'm all for that. I will even attend in good faith, because that's a good idea. But I just can't cop it when the whole thing is predicated on believing in an all-powerful fairy in the friggin' sky whose position on a great many issues is unacceptable and quite often provably false. And although vlog number one at Rant was about slow-mo having a public Moses fantasy, Rant is not going to be about politics or religion specifically. You might have noticed that what I do here at Auto Expert is I wage war on bullshit in the automotive domain because it's reprehensible. Dickheads describing falling sales as quote-unquote negative growth, you know, car makers pumping out virtue-signalling bullshit videos where the presenter can't even wear the friggin' seatbelt properly. Dealerships attempting to bend consumers over because they're vulnerable and or ignorant, stuff like that. The possibilities are endless just in the automotive domain, but bullshit is insidious, you know, within the automotive domain and also without. Rant, therefore, is an opportunity for me to eviscerate bullshit more broadly outside the motoring domain and thereby make Australia less shit. Also, I don't actually care if you like me or not. There's that. Robert here, or you, or anyone else. Like, I really don't care. It's a character flaw. I care if you watch. I care if what I say engages you. I couldn't give a shit if you like me or not. Because if it does engage you, what I'm saying is making you think. And there's no requirement that you friggin' well agree with me. But it makes you think, okay? And there's really not enough of that going on at the moment. <laughs>